Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the AC Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Mike Luke, joined by Jason Shearer. We have a lot to get to this show. We are going to talk strictly conference realignment. We are going to talk ASU. We are going to talk quotes. We are going to talk the Big Ten, how we got there, all kinds of different stuff. But first, Arizona State, as we know, has been one of the biggest proponents of the conference staying together. And that's by Michael Crow's own admission. We will get to Michael Crow, the president of ASU, thought that Larry Scott did a very good job. We'll get to some of his quotes. Um, But Ray Anderson, athletic director, has been a strong proponent of staying together and staying the course and not even considering a future outside of the Pac-12, while our good buddy Shane Diefenbach was able to catch up with Ray Anderson earlier today. You talk about about the Pac right now, the Pac-12. Where where do you feel? Where do you think it's going? How do you feel about it? Well, I really, you know, uh, I I know you have to ask, but uh, we're not really commenting on that now uh, because it's in a a state where uh, credibility is dependent on confidentiality. And so uh, I can't respond to that other than to tell you I remain extremely hopeful uh, and understand personally that no matter how it ends up, Arizona State will be in a good spot. We are in a very good spot. Uh, we are a very respected and coveted uh, institution and program and uh, property as far as media folks and conferences uh, uh, determine and think about us. How excited are you for all of these questions about uncertainty to be over in this process? Uh, I, am, I, I, I will be as excited as anyone uh, in the industry to have this behind us, to be sure. Uh, but some things you control and some things you don't. We don't control this. Uh, we just have to be patient and be a good partner and teammate as we work our way through the challenges. That was awesome on a bunch of different levels. Our good buddy Ray Anderson there now uh, going away sheer from the company line that we are all united uh, together, that uh, everything is great and saying we have faith in wherever we end up, it will be a good situation. Sheer, that was awesome today. Ray Anderson has been at the forefront with, he's basically been Michael Crow's guy. And, and from what I understand, Ray Anderson was, early in the process was basically speaking for Michael Crow. Right. Um, it wasn't necessarily Ray Anderson's opinion. Well, now 
it's become apparent the situation and Ray Anderson is just putting it out there. He's not dumb. He knows what's going on. He probably needs, he knows what ASU needs to do. It's just convincing his school president to do it. And this felt like a very big step of saying, Hey, we're going to be fine. Even if it's not the pack, we'll be fine. Um, But we know that other conferences, like we're attractive. We're a pretty girl, like at the dance, as opposed to last, you know, the other comments, it's, we're only going to the dance with the Pac-12, and this is where we want to be. That was gone today. This is the this is how you know a meeting did not go well, no matter how it was reported. When people come out and listen, the meeting was done yesterday between all the Pac-12 presidents. Let's talk about what's happened since then. Pete Thamel or Pete Thamel obviously came out with it. It was going to be the numbers weren't great, and it was going to be uh, overwhelmingly streaming. Then you get Ray Anderson right here talking about how. Um, wherever we end up, it'll be a good situation for us. Then you just get a new article uh, by um, who, who who put that out there just now, Sheer, about the Big Ten earlier today. Uh, Wetzel was the first one, and then before you knew it, everyone had one. A lot of times people need to realize that uh, national reporters hold on to stories, and then they're basically given the go-ahead to leak it. That's clearly what happened today. Yes, and so then – Wetzel comes out and says that the Big Ten presidents are now in early stages of uh, looking at possibly poaching certain schools from the Pac-12. So, again, this meeting obviously did not go very well because these type of things don't happen, especially when you're ASU and you have been as big a proponent of staying in the Pac as anybody else. I thought those comments, though, from Ray Anderson Shear were incredibly telling. Yeah, very, very telling. It was a little weird to me at the end. He said, like, they don't control anything. I think that's a little BS. Um, You know, it's part of, like, what I said. I thought the Thamel article was from a week ago or whatever it was, where ASU is kind of putting the blame on Arizona should something happen. Don't you you get that vibe a little bit? Yeah, like Ray Anderson today, the vibe at the end was like, uh, it's out of our control. If we got to leave the Pac-12, I mean, we don't want to, but the market dictates our next move. That's kind of what – that felt like to me. All right. Now we're going to beat up on ASU a lot because ASU is why we are in a big part of why we are in this situation right here. And again, we're going to get to the big 10. We're going to get to Arizona, but we also have to explain why the PAC 12, I think is in this spot, by the way, one of these, uh, the, what are these things called again, Jacob super stamps or, uh, MJM $5. Appreciate you right there, man. Put in a little note next time and we'll get that in there. Okay. Let's talk about, though, what it means for the um, uh, what it means for the Pac-12 or excuse me, what Arizona State did. Super chat. Sorry about that. Thank you, Jacob. By the way, real quick, we got to wish a happy 35th birthday to Jason Shear right here. Jason Shear, happy birthday. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate it. Never a dull moment, no matter what. And on top and your uh, and your senior editor, Scott Schwittenhardt, also birthday today. And Gabe York's birthday today. All kinds of good stuff all the way around. But let's get to Arizona State's Michael Crow here. We are going to talk a lot about Michael Crow on this show today because for people from Big 12 country, this is what Arizona fans have had to put up with. Jacob, if you could pull up the Michael Crow quote when he's talking about uh, facilities at the uh, uh, at uh, ASU. And uh, here, basically, some comments Arizona State University President Michael Crow made to the Arizona Republic in 2019 have made the rounds on Twitter amid college conference expansion and realignment discussion, and they are not going over well. Here's what Mr. Crow had to say. By my standard, 
is talking about the Pac-12. By my standard, we're on track. We're doing well. We're making progress. And we're positioning ourselves for greatness going forward. What somebody will be writing about three or four years from now will be, how did the Pac-12 get ahead of us? That is exactly why we are in this situation right here because of hubris like this. This is ridiculous. Nobody thought that this was uh, that uh, the Pac-12 was getting ahead of anybody. And here's the problem. I think Michael Crow actually believed what he put out there. So what people also have to realize is a lot of the presidents in the conference now weren't the presidents that brought in Larry Scott. Right. Bobby Robbins was not one of those guys. But who was? Michael Crow. Michael Crow. The bad decisions. Not only was Michael Crow one of the guys that brought in Larry Scott, he was Larry Scott's guy. Until right? the end. Like, until the end. Like ride or die with Larry Scott. He is one of the presidents that is the most, if not the president, that is most responsible for where the conference stands in, in terms of that structure. And it's he's very short-sighted. He's very naive. Now, I've heard in the last couple hours that he's kind of had an awakening in the last right. 48 hours that he said, oh, crap, this is real. You know, it, things have changed. And, and Ray Anderson was a part of that. Um, and the people around him were a part of that. But the fact that it's only happened in like the last 48, 72 hours is wild compared and to where the conference has been for what, a year now? Right. And we need to talk about the facilities as well there. If you've been to ASU and again, I'm not I'm not beating up ASU per se, although it is fun to beat up ASU. Um the uh, if you've been there, that that those in, that entire uh, uh, basketballs is a it's a dump. Yeah, it, it, it looks like the fact that the air conditioning sometimes goes out. I mean, you go to the uh, the restrooms. It looks like something out of a grade A high school sheer. And so again, you've got somebody right now in uh, Michael Crow that clearly does not care about sports and has been somebody driving these kind of decisions. Yeah, I'm going to get on my high horse and complain also if. You've ever been to that media section? You'll know what I'm talking about. So there's like a dip, also, like a like you gotta like right. You know what I'm talking? About? It's the worst thing ever. Um, but yeah, it's it's not a good facility. Um, it, but there's no like I thought Bobby Hart, Bobby Hurley was gonna leave when your school president was like, nah, it's fine. When right. everyone knows it's not fine, like Hurley probably wanted to get out of there and just couldn't. Now they did the naming rights to the football stadium. I think that's worth four million a year is what I've heard, and that's neat and everything. But you got to be – this is an arms race. Right. College athletics in every way, shape, and form. When Jed Fish was hired at Arizona, he basically went to Dave Heakey and Robbins and said, look, this is what we have to do. And Rich Rod got it started with the facilities and all that. But Fish changed the game. And there's still schools that are so far ahead of Arizona with all that stuff. And ASU not adapting – it's the death of their programs. They will never be successful unless Michael Crow wakes up and says, okay, this is serious. And that's also such a slap in the face to a recruit. I mean, think about it this way. If you're a recruit and you're going to all these different places, you're going to Arizona, you're going to, uh, you know, I almost said USC. That's a terrible basketball recruiting example. But you go there and you look at that. It is so mid-major feeling to it right there. And the fact that you still got this president that doesn't see that. And again, the reason we're talking about this is Michael Crow is a very powerful voice in the Pac-12. He's been around so, uh, over 20 years years right now and again i get all the academic stuff but he's literally run some of these programs into the ground and if you go to a game at asu it's dump i mean it just is and it's unacceptable in this day and age and even phoenix media asu fans know that as well yeah it like 
you're hard pressed to find Phoenix media that'll say something good about Ray Anderson. I think he gets a bum rap at times. He's not a very good AD, but I, I think he's, you know, Michael Crow. I, you can't find one media member that's like, this is the guy. Like, we right. love Michael Crow. Like, I, I know, like, we have a 24 7, the ASU site was just killing Crow and mm-hmm. doesn't have much of a relationship with him because constantly criticizing Crow and, and all that because he's just not the guy. Like, he's very. He represents everything that was wrong with the Pac-12. When we said the Pac-12 was arrogant and didn't see the big picture and, oh, we don't want to rub elbows with the Big 12, well, now look at you. You're probably going to be forced to. Like right, right now, I guess, I think ASU is going to join the Big 12 because I don't think they're going to have a choice. Yeah, I think it's going to – for sure. I think that's definitely going to be in the agenda. Now, if you wanted to find a place to bet on any of this, I don't even know if you can or not, but BetMGM would be that spot. Bet on Arizona this year. Back the A. Take the over of the five wins at BetMGM. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code PHNX. There's a few different offers depending on where you live, but for our Arizona audience, place your first bet offer and receive up to 1000 back in bonus bets if it loses with BetMGM. Again, make sure you use bonus is code PHNX. Again, take the over, bet on Arizona with the five. Join Jason Shear with the BetMGM account. Uh, code word PHNX. Let's hear Shane with the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-522-4700, Nevada. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Kansas, Nevada, New York, or Ontario. All right. All right. Now let's get to Bobby Robbins right here. Uh, Jacob Franklin, do we have the uh, quote from Bobby Bobby Robbins? And I'll be able to paraphrase the other one. This is Bobby Robbins talking about the importance of streaming and linear right here. And we like Bobby Robbins, obviously. But Robbins said he has never blah, blah, blah. He said um, nobody is going for that. Over 50 percent streaming. I don't think so. I think that's too much. It's okay if it's 50-50. You guys have to remember, our age, people that I went to high school with aren't going to want to deal with streaming. I don't think it will be more than 50% streaming, but if it ended up at 50%, I think it would be okay. But we're West Coast, and we have to recruit the whole nation. If the football coaches come back and say, are you out of your mind? We're the final decision makers without a question, but we're going to heavily consult our ADs, coaches, and all that stuff. Sure. I mean, President Robbins is right there. He's very uh, clear about the importance of streaming and um, that it can't go over 50%. I guarantee you that deal that was presented yesterday was well over 50% streaming. Yeah, it might have been over 70% streaming. Uh, But I don't know the exact number, but we know it was over 50. And this goes back to what we were saying, and I know it sounds corny to some people, but Robbins is right. Like, my, my dad watches a lot of college sports. But right. I have to explain to them sometimes where games are. So, you know, if they're on ESPN Plus or whatever, it's not streaming isn't there yet. Will it be there in five years? Sure. But if streaming was there, we would have seen the Big Ten agree to that deal that was worth a bajillion dollars from Amazon. Right. right? And, and um, you know, you would see school presidents anxious to sign. It's just it's not there yet. And for Robbins to be on record, Robbins has said so many things. He said the streaming, he said he wants to be third in payment, so that would be ahead of the Big 12. He is not getting any of this. So if he were to re-up with the Pac-12, 
um, he would have a lot of questions that would need to be answered. And a lot of, you know, let's be honest here. We like Bobby Robbins, but those are some very legitimate questions because you've gone on there. And as well, he's also said in the past when asked about the TV deals, show me the money. And at the end of the day, if you've got something that is overwhelmingly streaming and less than the Big 12, I find it Im- impossible to believe that you can come back to Arizona and sell that after what the previous comments have been. Especially, too, because the Big 12 isn't an unknown. You know exactly what you would be walking into right there. As opposed to the Pac-12, and I thought Stuart Mandel actually had a good point on this, where he said that um, it uh, the presidents took a leap of faith last time with Larry Scott's promise. I can't see them doing that again this year. Yeah, and, and, and it's tough, too, because, like, I, and I think I brought this up yesterday, I remember, how do you budget? Right. Like, how do you know, like, are you projecting subs and all that? That's that's not easy to do. Like, right. there needs to be some core number where you could say, okay, I'm making X amount of money. But you can't do that with the subscription base and all that. And then uh, does it reset every year or does it keep continuing? From what I understand, it would actually be a different number every year of the deal. So right. you reach X amount of subs, but we reset it at the at the beginning of the next you know fiscal year, which makes it even more difficult because you're resetting your base number. It's just if you're Robbins, uh, it, it, you know it, it, the deal as it stands now. I just can't see, and I think he's smart enough to realize this. I can't see how you would ever be able to defend it because if you were able to defend it, it would have been signed already. It would have been signed already, and you wouldn't have left there without a deal again. The fact that we're talking about this almost 24 hours after all of this stuff has uh, unfolded, I think, is very uh, is very telling. Now, let's get to what um, let's get to uh, the Big Ten and what's been reported there, because, again, I think this is also fascinating. And we will uh, talk a little bit about Canzano's column today, where uh, he says that the Pac-12 is in trouble, which is something that we certainly haven't heard before. But first, Circle K. Sheer, when was the last time you went to Circle K? Uh, I'm going later. All right. The reason Shear's going today is because it's his birthday. Is this true? Yes. That's, I can't think of any other way I'd rather celebrate. You and your lovely wife are going to Circle K for your birthday, as you should. Make sure you're not missing out on all the great stuff. Right now, text PHNX to 31310 to join their SMS subscriber club and get a buy one, get one free offer on a 32-ounce Polar Pop. Head to CircleK.com slash store locator and find one near you. Okay. Now, let's talk about Big Ten. Um, looks like now that the Big Ten, their presidents, have started some proceedings to start looking into uh, possibly being a life raft for some of the northern uh, or the northern Pac-12 schools, i.e., Oregon, Washington, Cal, and Stanford. Um, the fact that that was reported today certainly shows you that in Big Ten land, they view this uh, thing as an impending collapse. I don't remember what it was, but remember Kevin Warren had the comment, and I said it was that George would never be able to recover from that. Right. I don't remember what it was. It was at their media day. This is one of those comments, like. It is a knife, right? And, and it is 100% planned in everything. If you're Oregon and Washington and you get a call last night, and I'm not saying they did, but you get a call last night from the Big Ten that says, hey, we're, we're getting serious. We think we're going to take you, but we're not going to take you if, you're, if you want to resign with the Pac-12. In what world is Washington and Oregon resigning with the Pac-12? In fact, it wouldn't surprise me if the Oregon president got in line with Bobby Robbins and said, hey, man, you got to do this for all of us. We're all behind you. You make the move. We could get in the Big Ten. No one will say anything negative. We'll, we'll band together. 
Right. And I think that's honestly, I think that's the way that this is going to happen here, because, again, those are some attractive brands. Now, Cal sucks. Obviously, Cal brings you nothing. But academically, from what I I understand, Cal and Stanford are not guarantees. Yeah, I've heard the exact same thing. If I'm Big Ten and I'm looking at uh, attractive options, I know this will sound weird to say I would prefer to have Washington and Stanford because Stanford brings in that academics. Again, Oregon, I get that you got Nike, but Oregon is strictly based off what Phil Knight did is where these two others are kind of instant institutions right here but i'll say this part of this plan has to be to kill the pac-12 and if you take oregon and washington and you're a tv network let's say the networks are guiding this and you're saying man i could kill the pac-12 if i take oregon and washington because if you take stanford the pac-12 could still find a way to kill sure. Oregon. Well, no doubt there is it is the death of the pac-12 without washington and oregon done deal You know what's also interesting in all this is that you know things aren't going well, and uh, we'll get back to the Big Ten in here in just a second. But when the attack dogs now are coming after Arizona, I woke up to a a Stuart Mandel tweet. Uh, Mandel, who I actually don't have any problem with. um, Canzano's the only guy that I can't stand. But Mandel certainly does not like the Big 12. That's fair to say. He has always had an issue with the Big 12. um, And um, he's been wrong about a lot of the stuff. But now he starts putting out what kind of a loss really would Arizona Arizona and Colorado B because uh, they haven't been good in football. Well, that wasn't a tune that was being sung a month ago, Sheer. That's how you know this is getting serious now. So you're because you're starting to mi- try to minimize a lot of this. Well, I told people, I said, when, when Colorado was leaving within hours, you're going to see them say that Colorado State's just as good anyway, SMU, whatever. You're going to you see that, that thought cloud from me, possibly. Yes. Well, I steal lots of stuff from you, Mike. <laughs> Uh, Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, when you see that with Arizona, like when Kanzano writes his article, and I don't know if he is, he's in a bad place right now. Correct. But when, when they write their article saying that Arizona brings nothing, then you know it's done. They know right. it's done. We know it's done. It's just a matter of, you know, how is everyone going to spin it? Right. Oh, by the way, MJM right here, uh, another $5, one of these super chats right here. I like these things. I, do I get a share of this? U of A and K-State are scheduled to play football in 24 and 25. Will those be conference or non-conference games? Yeah, and that's and that's actually it, – it, it's, it's an interesting question. Well, it, it would be – because if Arizona goes, obviously it's a conference game, but that's why this decision has to be made, I don't want to say relatively soon, but kind of like not, you know, today, but – got to figure it out quickly. Yeah, because you got to schedule now. Like all right. of a sudden, if you're the Big 12 and you're adding four schools for next season, I mean, you got to get going with all these sports. And now if you're the Big 10, your schedule supposedly is set for the next two years. Right. So now you've got to reschedule everything, but – um, that, and this is stuff that people don't they don't think about the scheduling, the financials, the travel and some of that you work out later. But it feels like we're at a point where this this whole thing is going to get done pretty quickly. Okay. I before. All right. We got Aaron Sepulveda said, Mike, being that the Big 12 is significantly better. Do you agree that this will throw a wrench in Arizona's upward trajectory uh, when, um, blah, 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 and momentum as far as wins and losses? Here's where I'm at. That's a great question. Here's where I'm at with that. Arizona, if you're Arizona basketball, you shouldn't fear anybody. 
going to the Big 12, I believe, will show you your strengths and will show you your weaknesses. It's not going to be the same as, you know, the Pac-12 without the L.A. schools where you can just run through everybody. Um, So, you know, if Arizona takes a few bumps along the way, so be it. I remember in the 90s when Arizona was in the Pac and UCLA was a top five program, Stanford was a top 10, everybody raised their games. As far as football goes, I think Arizona is going to be just fine. And this isn't a a slight, but uh, Pac-12 football and Big 12 football right now, what Arizona has been playing in, are very similar in my opinion. I can tell you with strong confidence um, that Tommy Lloyd doesn't care what conference he's in. Because he believes that Arizona is a big enough national brand and he's a good enough coach with good enough players that they will win no matter what conference you put it. Maybe they won't win the league. They're not going to finish first every year. And he said this on record about the Big 12. Someone asked him at the Section 7 or whatever it is. But he's like, we're going to be good. Uh, no, actually. All right. Uh, <laughs> he, you know, he said, like, we're, we're going to be good. Football, uh, I don't think the Big 12 is significantly better than the Pac-12. Um, you know, it, it's, it's I, I, think I think it's that, very, I think it's pretty equal, to be honest with you. Yeah, and, and look, Arizona football isn't going to win the Big 12, just like it's not going to win the Pac-12. Maybe you make a run once every few years. The goal is to make a bowl and, you know, eight wins. And I think that's very doable in the Big 12. Also, yeah. I'm very selfish here. I don't care about records. I care about entertainment. Mike, I want Kirk Creesa and McHale. Can you imagine Kirk Creesa and McHale? Would, would Kirk, let me ask you this. Would Kirk Creesa be cheered? Yeah. Well, think, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I think he would, but I think it would be 20% booze, 60% cheers, 20% people that just don't really care what he's doing. You would boo him, though, right? I wasn't a Kirk Kreese fan, but no, I'm not going <laughs> to boo him. But I was no, I was not a Kirk Kreese fan at all. By the way, Sheer, let me tell you about Factor Meal Kits right here. All right. Now, now that we're in the thick of summer, you must be looking for something wholesome, convenient meals to support sunny, active days. I am going to be leaving Tahoe in the next day or two, and guess what's got me through here? Factor Meal Kits. All right, Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, can help you uh, with fast and flavorful, nutritious, ready-to-go meals delivered straight to your door. You save time, eat well, and stay on track, reaching your goals. All right, so head to Factor factormeals.com and put in PHNX Wildcats 50 and use show code to uh, get 50% off. That's PHNX Wildcats at factormeals.com slash PHNX Wildcats 50 to get 50% off. Check these things out. They're really, really good. They're nutritious and they're uh, they're ready-made, good to go pretty much right there. So again, check it out, Factor Meal Kits. Um, Sure, have you tried a Factor Meal Kit? I have not, but you have me interested. All right. Well, you know what? We're going to see if we can try to get you on one of those. I'm going to boo Kerr right there. Um, now, I, I don't I don't support booing Kerr. But let's get back to the Big Ten, right? <laughs> let's get back to the Big Ten right here for a second. With the Big Ten, they are obviously – them and the SEC are the big tigers here. And I've always thought from day one that one way or the other, the more uh, prominent Pac-12 schools will end up in the Big Ten. And if you're the Big Ten, why wouldn't you do this? Because – or, uh, you can get these schools. You can get some pretty big names right here at a pretty discounted rate there, Sheer. Yeah. I, I mean, and, and that's the thing, too. Like, it's it's the, the most bang for your buck, right? Like, it, it, 
I think it was maybe you that said this, but you don't become rich by making bad decisions. Mm-hmm. Well, I wasn't but, the first one that said that, but yeah. Right. Well, and you speak from experience. Correct. And, correct. correct. Uh, and, and so these, these networks and all that, they know what they're doing. Like it, it's, they know the process and all that. And if you could add programs at a price that's respectable, you'll, you'll find a way to get other schools to buy in. Right. Jesse Johnson says, Mike, favorite Big Ten team to watch Arizona defeat, Wisconsin. Um, but uh, also, all these Big Ten teams in basketball are ridiculously overrated. We've been on this for a while. And uh, in football, they're also overrated outside of Ohio State. All right. Connor Johnson coming in here. I was waiting for my Oregon State friends. All right. he's Connor Johnson here is throwing down the gauntlet for Oregon State, saying they will not be thrown out of the conference. You will not be thrown out. That's correct. There will be nobody left for you, though, as well. <laughs> Sheer, what do we make of Oregon State and Washington State? They're not happy right now. Uh, who's their rivals? Fresno State. And Fresno uh, State, and it's got to be a mountain school there in too, don't you think? Yeah. It's going to be real. If you're San Diego State, do you join the Pac-12? Uh, no. Not with, not, with no, not with nobody in there. Yeah, I don't know if you do. Uh it's, uh, we should take a look at this. I'm gonna. I gotta sit down. Uh, like Colorado National, State, SMU, Colorado State. Boom, boom. You just hit it. Colorado Oregon State, Colorado State, Oregon State, Colorado State. And who's Colorado. the other? <laughs> what, what channel's that going on? Oh yuck. And Washington State, along with. And I, and I will say this: there's something we have to consider now too. Ratings on Apple are irrelevant. Right. It's, it's all subscription based. You're, you're doing it right. So now your ratings, your market, I don't care. I just want to know how many fans you have. So right. like the fact that SMU is in the Dallas market, if you're on Apple, it's meaningless now. I don't care how many SMU fans. We joke about this all the time. SMU fans aren't subscribing to watch SMU. Let's talk a little bit about that subscription base. That this to me also is very interesting. That not only are you going to go to streaming, you're essentially going to have to buy two different entities to be able to watch your team play if this Apple thing were to go down. And that again is why this to me absolutely makes no sense and has never made any sense. Um, I think that what happened was the Pac-12 thought that they could get cute with this, and when it really came down to it, they decided that or uh, they looked at it and was like, "eh, this probably isn't going to work." We need to make sure people realize they did not want this deal presented. George did not want to present this deal. He had no thought process to this deal being good enough. So now you're presenting it and you're, you're, you're trying to figure a way to convince people like, oh, this is good enough. But these guys are presidents of universities. They're not right. stupid. We may not like Michael Crow, but he's not stupid. I mean, he knows what's going on. Well, it, 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 maybe. But like how I heard the meeting went is George opened it up and took the temperature of each school. Are you thinking of leaving? Like they would tell him the truth. Right. And then from there, it was a very quick session with the numbers because some of these guys already knew the numbers and George knew it wasn't get, going to get completed. We heard that there was another meeting scheduled, but magically we don't know when. That's hanging in the air. And then we wake up today and there's a report that Oregon, Washington, Stanford, and Cal may leave. Like this is playing out like it's just done. There, there was a there was a guy on your message boards that I thought made a very good point. Um, believe it or not, I am not a high profile businessman, so I don't uh, I don't run in those circles like Sheer and the cool guys. But you generally, if you're looking to consummate a big deal, 
and you're getting this close to everything, you don't leave that deal and then say, all right, well, I'll get back to you on this one when we're going to meet again. That is a hard and fast decision that, all right, when are we meeting again? I'll almost liken it to a, uh, if you don't hear back from somebody after that first date, you're probably not getting a second date. That is what reminds me of this a little bit there, Skier. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, that's a perfect analogy, right? Like if like, I have much experience with this. I will call you. You call me. I'll call you. You know, it's the school presidents are like, I'll call you. You know, you, you, you just, you just stay there. We'll let you know. Right. Like, it, <laughs> George is probably like, no, 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 no. You guys stay. <laughs> Let's just stay in here forever. Uh, if you're, I just don't see a way that Oregon and Washington sign a deal. And, and people have told me, you have to sign a deal if there's no options. Well, here you go. There's options. Right. And the Big Ten did this on purpose. The Pac-12 is, I mean, there's no way a deal is imminent. And if you're, now, if I'm the Big 12, what I would do, and I don't even know if this is necessary, is I would call Arizona and say, man, with all this Big Ten stuff, expansion and all that, you have, you have one week to let us know what you're doing or right. else we're moving on. And it, that's what I would do if I was Big 12. And it would work because you're going to, I mean, what are you going to do? Nothing's going to be completed in a week. And now all of a sudden you got Florida state saying that eventually they're going to try to get out of the ACC and the whole thing is going to hell. And, and so you start to pressure schools even more. All right. Zona Tucson nine, three, by the way, this is with all due respect because I have the ultimate respect for you. You are fantastic. Um, I don't blame UCLA or USC for any of this, to be honest with you. This is mismanagement of the highest regard or the highest order from the PAC 12. And it's been going on for 15, 20 years right now. Now, I will say that USC was very it was disingenuous in that they said they didn't want to expand this entire time and they were essentially calling the shots. But at the end of the day, USC and UCLA were brands that outgrew what the Pac-12 was able to offer. I only blame USC because of Carol Foyt Uh, for her to go. And basically the way it was described is stop any expansion talk before it even started. Right is is and then you're you leave the conference i mean she started this that's a that's a bum move for sure yeah and do i do i blame them for leaving absolutely not they told the pac-12 members and the pac-12 commission why are we making as much as washington state and oregon state and still in oregon state what we bring in so much money to this conference and they got ignored over and over and over again and all of a right. sudden, the ten comes and goes. Well, we'll pay you seventy million. What are you going to do? Of course, you're going to take it. Where do we? Yeah, where do we sign up now? Again, West Virginia fans. By the way, uh, I have a very close friend that is a West Virginia fan. We look, very much look forward to playing West Virginia right here. Um, but I have absolutely no uh, no qualms whatsoever with what uh, SC or UCLA did. Why haven't we heard anything from Robbins yet? Um, is he waiting for ASU to get picked up in a three-team deal? No, I would, like I said, I would imagine this is something, give it a day or two. Um, nobody's going to come right out after a meeting and talk about that. I mean, Ray Anderson did, obviously, and Ray Anderson essentially played his cards right there by saying that uh, they're prepared to move on if they need be. If I'm Bobby Robbins, I'm not saying anything until this is done. I would not expect any sort of comment. Um, you know, I've, I've emailed, I, I saw the question if a board, the Arizona board of regents has to even vote on it. And, and that's the only question I've emailed, like their PR people who are always great with me four days with no response. 
All I ask is, do you need to vote on any realignment decisions? Do you think that a lot of that, though, is because they're tired of you sending Dave Hickey of Freedom of Information requests, and they said, all right, now well, we can ignore you and we're going to do this? I don't do those. I haven't done those in a long time because Arizona might be the worst school. Washington finally got back to me with one. It took eight months for them to send me an athletic director's calendar. The best of the conference is Oregon. Shout out to Oregon. They have, they're great with that. All right. Now, Big 12 fans out here, we got to tell you about the Four Peaks. Now, listen, you think of Big 12 basketball, you think of rough and tumble. Arizona basketball would love to join you right there. Four Peaks is also the official brew of PHNX Sports, but it is also the term for the U of A big man quartet of Umar Ballo, Azulis Tabellis, Shears Guy, Dylan Anderson, and Henry Vasar. Get ready to see the Four Peaks coming into fog at its place near you. Check out Four Peaks Brew as well, or Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest at Arizona's hometown brewery. Must be 21 years or older to drink Four Peaks. Please drink responsibly. All right, let's talk about ASU. Let's go back to ASU here for a second. I agree. I Oh, dude, no. Sheer, you've come around on, you're coming around on Dave Hickey. Irish Mike is uh, trying to put words in your mouth. I, I, I'm going to go on record right now. All right, Mike, you know what I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm going to say. If Arizona goes to the Big 12 and makes the right decision, I will publicly compliment and praise Dave Hickey. That's all we need. You know what? We always have to do a show clip to put out after the show to uh, try to drive people back to the show. That's the show clip right there. It's 3614, Jacob Franklin. Thank you. Let's talk about uh, ASU here for a second. Uh, We need to go back to them. I would love to leave ASU in the dust, but that is still a distant second to me as far as getting into the Big 12. So, yes, if it means that we have to bring ASU with us, fine, so be it. I don't love it, but it's still getting to the Big 12 far outweighs getting rid of ASU. Yes, uh, it would be hilarious for my right. entertainment if Arizona went to a conference, left ASU behind in some makeshift Mountain West. It would be awesome. I don't think it's going to happen. I thought it would happen as recently as like a week or so ago. I don't anymore. I think Ray Anderson's comments this morning are the first indication of that. Um, but it would be hilarious. Right. The Rod Farva, first-time viewer here. How is everyone today? Rod, we're doing very well. We need uh, this move to happen, though. ASU is an odd fit in the Big 12, though, because the Big 12 is generally small or uh, smaller cities with very robust fan bases. ASU is in a big city with no fan base. So it, <laughs> it, it is kind of an interesting little, uh, little uh, situation there. Yeah, it's a weird fit. Uh, you know, Tucson, and for those Big 12 fans that don't necessarily know, Tucson and like Tempe are, are very different. Hmm. The whole mindset, we're much cooler. Yeah, we're much cooler. We're much more relaxed and laid back. The, the mindset is very different. Um, I don't know if there's a comparison in the Big 12. If there is, let us know. But it's a weird fit. I did think it was funny. Our boy Barry on the message board said, uh, was mentioned like ASU to the SEC. And I, I was curious, like, would you want, I, I have my answer. Would you want Arizona in the SEC? No. Okay. Absolutely not. We're on the same page. There's nothing fun. And he's like, oh, they'd be rich. I don't care how rich ASU would be. If I was an ASU fan and it's not happening, going to the SEC, like where's my interest in Arizona getting run by Alabama and Georgia and Tennessee? And LSU and Auburn. and No, I will say that that. I will say I'd feel I'd feel more than okay in the Big Ten. Yeah, Big Ten, I'm fine. 
Big Ten I'm fine with because it's basically Ohio State and then a bunch of overrated teams. Uh, well, uh, over- Arizona and basketball is going to win the Big Ten this year when they defeat Purdue, Michigan State, Wisconsin, all that. It is 100% going to happen right there. By the way, Jason Shear even said one time, this is for our uh, Big Ten fans listening in right here, that we were. I asked, we were talking about Zach Eady versus uh, Umar Ballo. You don't have to, leader. I'll say it. Umar Ballo is going to eat Zach Eady alive. Nom, nom, nom. Literally or figuratively or both? It could be both. We'll see. All right, that's how that's how confident we are right here. Uh, Arizona Truck Stop Conference. Um, that is why. Thank you for bringing this up. Too much biscuits, gravy for my biscuits. That is why the Pac-12 is in the position it is, is for uh, stupid remarks like that. No offense, but. Yeah, I mean, it's pretentious beyond belief, and there's a reason that the Big 12 right now has a deal and a reason that the Pac-12 does not have a deal and is a beetle on its back right now. The truck stop conference remarks in that kind of nonsensical hubris is why we're here, Sheer. Yeah, stop being so arrogant. If you're Pac-12, Utah fans are some of the worst in this whole process because they, oh, Big 12. And now that's the school we didn't bring up. What is Utah going to do? Right, for sure. By the way, go ahead. I am 100%. I am invested in the Holy War now, and I am all BYU. All BYU, no matter what happens here. Yeah, we love BYU. I love rivalry games. Like, if Utah doesn't want to join the Big 12 because of BYU, that's stupid to me. I don't know the politics or whatever, but no, join them. All right. By the way, uh, VO, this is giving me a good opportunity to stick up for my guy right here. Hiki actually involved in this process? Yes, Hiki is involved in this process. At the end of the day, Robbins is the one that's going to call the shots. But here's what we're going to here's what I'm going to say to Dave or about Dave Hiki for all you Dave Hiki heaters out there. And yes, Big 10 hoops is drastically overrated Dejon too. Dave Hickey cleaned up a mess here. We can admit that sheer. When Dave Hickey took over, players were getting arrested left and right, and um, he has cleaned up, and coaches getting arrested. He has cleaned all of that up, and that has followed his predecessor to his next stop while it's stopped here at Arizona. Sheer, you will at least give Dave Hickey that. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I don't, I don't think Dave's terrible. I think he's handled some situations in ways that I wouldn't handle them, and I think that there's also been things that – He's handcuffed on because of Robbins. Um, I don't. I don't think he's a horrible AD. I don't think he's the best AD in the conference or anything. But um, a man of integrity. Can I get you to say that? He's a man of integrity. But and, and I would also say, like, if you're giving me the choice between Dave Hickey and Ray Anderson, I'm choosing Dave Hickey. All right. right? And, there, and there's other ADs in the conference that I would say the same thing. Yep, that exactly. So that's where we're at with that. Now, let's talk a little bit about UH versus Arizona. Sign me up for this trip. We need to talk about the teams that are coming into the Big 12 as well right here, because that's a little bit of an overlooked factor here. I am very curious about how Houston comes in in all of this right here. What do you got, Sheer? I got Wilder to answer my survival odds. Well, all right, what are the survival odds? You're ready. You're going to flip. Due to massive cash being bet on extinction, we have temporarily suspended wagering. Oh, that means he thinks it's done. That is 100% what that means, John Wilner. And again, Wilner's been wrong on all this, but we don't dislike Wilner. We only dislike Canzano. Um, Let's see here. Chris S. says, I would say 98% of Arizona's fans hated Jets hiring. I was one of them. Now you don't hear them whining anymore. Exactly. Got to give them a lot of kudos on that. It was more confusing 
I mean, a lot of people hated it, but I think it was a, it was confusing at the time. It was like, what? Well, because you got to remember, you look at Jed Fish and you're like this, like this guy who basically wanders from quarterback coach job to quarterback coach job and OC to OC job and doesn't stay anywhere. But he came in and he's done everything that he's uh, he's been an A plus hire to this point this year. Plus, he's fun to cover. Yeah, he's fun to cover. And you knew within 48 hours. I mean, this dude had a press conference from like Teddy Bruschi's house. And it was right. like, okay. He got in, and uh, yeah, it's been fun. First day of practice was today, right now, I think. We get to cover it on Friday. I'm sure a ton of news will break on Friday just because that's how my life works. Because that's how it's going to work for you, and I'm going to be driving back to Tucson yeah. right there. Thanks. What do you all think about Dana Altman right there? Hmm. Overrated, right, Mike? You want to hear a joke? You guys want to hear a joke? Take it, Mike, take it. All right, I'm going to take it since we've got Big 12 people here. My whole family was born in Crete, Nebraska. Dana Altman was born in Crete, Nebraska. What do you call somebody that moves out of Crete, Nebraska, Sheer? What do you call them? You tell me, Mike. An excretion. Get it? It's so good. That's so good right there. I like That's that. Right. Is that your mom in the background laughing? Yeah, mom is laughing. Mom's smirking right now. <laughs> All right. Um, but let's now let's talk a little bit about where uh, the exposure, though. Also, the exposure of being in the Big 12 would be absolutely fantastic. You know what? I don't ever have to uh, have a hard time finding sheer Kansas basketball. I have never have a hard time finding Kansas basketball. And guess what? I don't have a hard time finding Baylor basketball either. And that would be nice to have something where the average fan could say, Arizona playing tonight, and you can find them by just putting on your TV without having to go through 10 different hurdles. Yeah, I mean, I can't, it can't. <laughs> Pac-12 fans will line up. No one. If you could find one, please, and if you're watching this and you're a fan of the Pac-12 network, please tell me if you liked it because you can't find anyone. It's a pain in the butt. They don't show live events, too. A lot. They're not on direct TV. Right. Like I, you know, my daughter wants to watch a softball game that's taking place in Tucson and I've turned it on and it's showing Oregon versus, you know, whoever in my, right. in the town. And it's, I mean, it, it, and again, remember everyone, Larry Scott went to the Pac-12 presidents and sold them on the Pac-12 network through subscriptions and it could not have gone any worse. And that's why, again, and that's even that's why Mandel even Mandel even said that that you know, listen, I mean, you, you fool me once, shame on me. You fool me twice, shame on me. Sorry, I just said that both ways. All right, MJM, right here, man. This guy's got a lot of money. I really appreciate this. I have a cash app, by the way. Um, looking forward to all the new cat teams joining my purple e uh, emaw cats. You will all have fun like we do going after those silly birds in Kansas. Hey, man, I grew up as a, as Growing up in a uh, Nebraska crazy household with my mom, I have a lot of respect for Kansas State. And I believe that Bill Snyder is one of the top 10 college football coaches of all time. I don't care what anybody says. I believe Bill Snyder is a top 10 coach of all time for what he did this year. Yeah, Bill Snyder is awesome. And anytime you can rebuild the program and do what he did, it's I, I honestly I don't. And, and look, this is probably going to change. I'll be perfectly honest, uh, but I don't have a problem with any Big 12 teams. It's nope. almost uncomfortable, right? No, I, I have not come around one. I, have not like, come I, want around. Fan, I want a big 12 fan to come at me and be like, I hate you and be like, yes, that's the team I don't like. But you know what I like so much about the big 12 fans is that there is no pretentiousness involved. It is all, Hey man, uh, come here. We have a competitive conference. We love our teams. We'd love to add you to the equation and we'd love for you to saddle up and be part of the big 12. You don't get that in the PAC 12 sheer. 
Yeah, you just don't. Like it's it's like I'm I'm being serious. I I don't know what team. Like I could tell you in every conference, there's a team I just flat out don't like. Right. right? Like the ACC. I'm I'm Duke. Can you know? And there's a history there because of that and all that. And you could go down the line. The Big Twelve. I I don't. And, and I'm sure it's Kansas, right? I'm sure basketball would tell you that it's Kansas, but. Is there but there's a history? long history. Roy Williams and Lute Olson were very close for our yeah, were close friends. friends. It, it was it was like what you know. It's it's a weird feeling. I'm sure it'll change, but the passion of the Big Twelve fan base is the welcoming with open arms. It's it's been fun. All right, we're going to talk about these fan bases out here in just a second. But first, factor meal kits again, Sheer. All right, I didn't do my job the first time. I didn't get the whole 60-second read in, and that was my fault because that was not what factor meal kits deserved right here. All right. We're in the thick of summer right now, and I'm in Tahoe, but you know what? Guess what? I can't necessarily afford to uh, eat out every day here, so I'm also looking to eat healthy. Factor Meal Kits has been here for me. It's America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit right there. It can help you fuel up fast with flavorful and nutritious ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. All right. Head to FactorMealKits.com, PHNX Wildcats 50, and use code word PHNX Wildcats 50 to get 50% off. Again, that's code uh, PHNX Wildcats 50 at factormealkits.com or factormeals.com slash PHNX Wildcats 50 to get 50% off. Factor Meal Kits. Check it out right there, Sheer. All right. That's the biggest W in all of this, escaping Pac-12 refs. We can talk about this for a minute. Um, You were a lot bigger fan of Sean Miller than I was, but I got to give Sean Miller this. He made Arizona a two-coach basketball school right there, which we will forever be indebted for. And again, I know Fred Snowden was good. You know what I'm saying. (laughs) The Pac-12 officials actually put a bounty out on Sean Miller for technicals. And guess what? Nothing happened with it. Sure. It still baffles me to this day that a bigger deal was not made about that. It's like, to me, that's the equivalent of like betting. Mm-hmm. Like you're literally telling a ref, if you impact the game, I'll get you a trip to, what was it? The Bahamas? Yes. The head of officiating said, if you give him a tech or eject him, I will get you a trip to the Bahamas. Yeah. You just can't do that. The Arizona fans, maybe more than any other team in the conference are, are there's just no support for the Pac-12. Like, there's a long history with administrations and roughing and, you know, it's certain, it's just... Crappy TV, crappy TV deals being caught, being tethered to people that you don't want to be tethered to, like Michael Crow right there. All right, one last time. Oh, by the way, how does this all affect Philly B's legacy right here? This is a gr- very good question, and we appreciate uh, uh, TLN right there saying that. Really question, though. You go from being the best player ever in the Pac-12 to the best player ever in the Big 12. Let me ask you this. Do you think Kansas State fans, Kansas fans, et cetera, are ready for Philly B? (laughs) Seriously. This is going to sound bad. Do you think the people in the Midwest generally will be able to pronounce Arizona's roster? You're going to have to come up with nicknames. So here's what we got for Pac-12 fans out, or for Big 12 fans out there. Andy Bryant right there, 199. All right. I like the I like these things. Um, I, it doesn't say anything, but Andy Bryant, appreciate you right there. Um, 
We've got players on this team. Philip Borvichinen, we call it Philly B. We got Polyus Morauskas, we call him Polly M. We're, uh, we got Dylan Anderson, we call him Dylan Anderson. Um, so basically, Sheer, we got a lot of nicknames for a lot of these players, and we're going to have to keep working on this one right here. Maybe like a spreadsheet. Right. Yeah. All right. Now, um, I did want to come back. I, I did want to circle back, though, because I can't really have this one being uh, uh, left out. But uh, the great Jacob Franklin, if we could go back to Ray Anderson's comments from earlier today about the Pac-12, we need to talk about this. You talk about, about the Pac right now, the Pac-12. Where, does, how do you feel, where do you think it's going? How do you feel about it? Well, I really, you know, uh, I, I know you have to ask, but uh, we're not really commenting on that now uh, because it's in a, uh, a state where uh, credibility is dependent on confidentiality. And so uh, I can't respond to that other than to tell you I remain extremely hopeful uh, and understand personally that no matter how it ends up, Arizona State will be in a good spot. We are in a very good spot. Uh, we are a very respected and coveted uh, institution and program and uh, property as far as media folks and conferences uh, uh, determine and think about us. How excited are you for all of these questions about uncertainty to be over in this process? Uh, I, am, I, I, will, I will be as excited as anyone uh, in the industry to have this behind us, to be sure. Uh, but some things you control and some things you don't. We don't control this. Uh, we just have to be patient and be a good partner and teammate as we work our way through the challenges. Ray Anderson, you know what's going on right there. That was a complete 180 from what we've been dealing with for this past, uh, I don't know, what, year and a half right there. We are committed. We are aligned. Unity statements. I do like unity statements. We can't ever let that term drop from all of this, though, Sheer. But Ray Anderson, I think, kind of let the cat out of the bag right there. Yeah, I mean, look, we're not guaranteeing ASU is going to wind up in the Big 12, but I could tell you that in the last 48 hours, they have taken it more seriously than ever. Uh, and, and that's why you're seeing Ray Anderson back off and start to promote ASU as a product overall, because he, you know, he's saying, look, it, it may not be what I thought it was going to be. And he made fun of himself a little bit by saying, I've told you guys two weeks, you know, too many times. And it sounds like he was told to be quiet, but um, it is a very, very different tone and vibe than the previous times he's talked with the media. Do you think in ASU's heart of hearts question, um, do you believe that Michael Crow, if he could, and nobody would blame him for it because they wouldn't know, do you believe that he would get rid of sports? No, no. Well, probably not, but I, I mean, he would de-emphasize them even more probably though. Yeah, that's true. All right. So he would make them so bad that maybe there would be a call to get rid of them. Yeah, it's the cow strategy. All right, welcome to Fog. Baller 54 it's not done yet, but we certainly want to make that happen. All right, before we sign off right here, pins and aces. All right, Jason Shear. Look at what Jason Shear's wearing. When you think of Jason Shear, you think style. You think cool. You think cutting edge. The way, basically, the Pac-12 presidents think of themselves. Pins and aces is right here, though, to also help you feel like that and look like that. Check out pinsandaces.com and use code word PHNX to receive 15% off your first order and 
get free shipping. That's pinsandaces.com, the official golf apparel partner of PHNX and All City. All right, everybody. Big 12 fans, you are all fantastic. We appreciate all of you. We very much want to get involved in sports debates with you. Jason Shear, where can they find you causing problems, and are you giving 95% off your uh, uh, latest subscriptions? 75% off, Mike. Uh, yeah, 24 hours left, 75% off. We are at uh, the highest number that the website's ever been at, and a lot of that is Big 12 fans. Um, if you enjoy the content that we've provided, please let people know, and, and let's break some records. And thank you to everyone. So wildcatauthority.com. All right, and one other thing, become a PHNX diehard as well right here. Go to PHNX. Hold on a second. My uh, my notes just still, well, my notes didn't just freeze up. I'm lying about that. But uh, become a diehard today. Check out PHNXLocker.com to grab your membership to receive exclusive content, a live Discord chat on all events and merchandise. We'd love to see you there. All right, Sheer. Uh, Shear's going to take tomorrow off, but don't worry. Shear will be back with us. Everybody out there, though, we appreciate you. You're doing God's work. You as well, Shear. We will talk with you soon. You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.